Beautiful, not broken. Your weekly inspirational hit of solid advice and life stories coming to you to help you rebuild from rock bottom. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Beautiful Not Broken. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm so grateful that you're choosing to listen to this podcast uh, and, you know, any others that you're listening to, but most importantly that you're here with me listening to this um, and hopefully it gets you, gives you some nuggets and you get something out of it. That's really why I do what I do. Um, if you're loving it, give me a review um, or connect with me if you haven't already. I would love to hear from you and love to hear what you think and love to hear if there's anything you want me to talk about. That's a lot of loves. I love love. We all know that. I'm a very loving person. I am a very always seeking out the love. So I'm putting that energy out there today and it kind of ties in nicely with what I wanted to talk about. I went for a little drive just now. I had to go check out some stuff. I've got some exciting stuff coming, guys. Just uh, watch this space. But I just went for a little drive to check on something that I needed to check on after yesterday. Crazy weather here in Sydney. My mum's house flooded. Crazy, crazy. Uh, so I went for this drive and I just dropped, jumped out of this session with the amazing Gabrielle Dolan and Janine Garner. Now, if you don't know, Gabrielle Dolan is really, she's just everything storytelling. So she really empowers business owners, empowers businesses to harness the power of story, which I'm all about because I love telling a story, as you all know, hence this podcast. I don't really think I have an issue with being vulnerable. I don't really think I have an issue with telling my story in a way that's hopefully going to help other people. But it sparked an it sparked something interesting for me because she asked us to go away and ask five people five words to describe us. Someone came back to me and they were like, only need four and the words I'm going to use are bullet again. <laughs> and then the other ones were all very like around energy and fun and all of the stuff that I would have probably picked for myself too, right? But the bullet again got me because it is true. I am someone that has always struggled to harness to live in the moment. So mindfulness for me is something that is genuinely a practice. It's something that doesn't come naturally to me. It is something I have learned the power of though, especially in the past two years. I love meditating. I love sitting in the moment, but it doesn't mean I don't love looking forward to. I'm a big picture thinker. I'm always what's next, what's next, what's next. And in my life, prior to me working on myself, it was actually a real problem because it meant I couldn't sit still. Always, I was on a holiday and already had the next holiday planned. I was releasing a campaign and already had the next campaign planned. And it constantly meant that I was always looking forward rather than enjoying the moments that I had created for myself anyway. So I never got to live in the moment of these holidays. I did, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed time in the holiday, time with my partner at the time. I enjoyed all of the things, but I was always thinking about, well, what's next? What's next? You know, we've done this. We've ticked that box. What's the next box we need to tick? And I was pretty stressful, to be honest. And it it led me probably to really, it, it probably was why my anxiety was also so bad because I was always looking for the next. And I was such a high achiever that I couldn't just sit in the beauty that I had created of my life. But I think also because I was so unhappy with my life and I couldn't quite pinpoint why, I couldn't pinpoint what was wrong. So it constantly kept me seeking for the next and seeking for this 
happiness, which I didn't realize happiness is not a destination, it is a daily practice. It's something that we wake up and if we're actually mindful and we live in the day, we're much more likely to be happy because we can practice gratitude for what we have. So when I think back to who I used to be to who I am now, now I'm incredibly calm compared to what I used to be. Most people would not describe me as calm, (laughs) but compared to the old Beck, I am entirely calm. I am a lot more rational. I can think rationally about things rather than just instantly emotionally. I can understand my emotions and bring them to a situation when required, but also remove them from a situation if they're not actually going to help. It doesn't mean I don't sit and feel them. It just means that I know that if I'm, say, sitting in front of my ex at a mediation session, me getting fired up and just being an asshole to him is not going to achieve a good outcome. Whereas most people would probably just sit, not most people, but a lot of people would struggle to do that because they'd be like, he did this, he did that, I deserve, I deserve, rather than actually just being like, well, this is a situation, how can we both win out of this? Because at the end of the day, both humans having a human experience, right? I talk about it a lot. So the new Beck and what I would, if you're someone like I was, and I think COVID's forced everyone to reposition their lives and actually I would hope reflect and understand how grateful they should be for where they're at even when we're struggling there's still got to be an element of gratitude of the fact that we have the life that we have even if it seems really tough that toughness it's not necessarily a good thing but it doesn't mean that it's not going to teach us lessons and even if it even if we're not ready to learn the lesson yet one day we will reflect on that and be like yeah okay I saw a meme that I really don't like, to be honest, and like happy to be challenged on this, and I know it's probably controversial, and it said something like, um, no, I didn't fucking learn anything from that trauma, or no, the trauma didn't teach me anything, or no, the trauma just was trauma, it shouldn't have happened, stop trying to make me learn a lesson. And I was like, yeah, I get that. I get it. Like we, I've been through trauma that I'm like, fuck, why did that have to happen? You know, why did I have to lose my dad at 21? Why did my friend have to die at 18? Why did my marriage have to fail? Why, why, why? And we can get caught up in this and go, fuck, you know, it was just just challenging and it shouldn't have happened. And I agree, trauma shouldn't happen to anyone. We shouldn't have to deal with it. But when we are dealt with it, we have ways we can learn and we can say, yeah, it was shit. We're not sugarcoating the fact that it was shit but I'm actually going to take my life and do X, Y, Z with it after this. I'm not just going to sit in the shitness that was. So that was a little off topic there, but let's get back to what I wanted to talk to you today about. And we're already six minutes in and I haven't even told you what today's topic is, but I think I've alluded to it. Wanting more doesn't mean you're unhappy with where you're at. So mindfulness and surrendering and all of these great things have taught us to live in the moment and appreciate what we have and be grateful for what we have. And manifesting has told us to, you know, start creating, start thinking about the life we want and making, working towards this. And I think it's this great balance between the two because, for example, I'm going to give you something I was thinking about while driving home. I'm incredibly happy on my own. I've actually never been as happy as I am now on my own. I'm I I I'm empowered. I run a business. I have my days are full. I'm not lonely by any means, but that doesn't mean I'm not open to love and that doesn't mean I don't want a relationship. 
And wanting a relationship doesn't make me love myself any less and it doesn't make me any less happy about being single. It just means I know that eventually I want the relationship. Am I ready right now? I don't know. If the right person came along, probably. But this is the other thing. It's about actually now I know my worth and my value and I know what I want and I know who I have to be. It's going to be such a different, I'm not just going to settle. I'm not just going to end up in a a toxic relationship again. It's just not going to happen because I am happy on my own. I'm not seeking out someone because I need it. And this is the big difference about being happy where we're at, but wanting more in our future and, and wanting to strive towards more goals. It doesn't mean we're unhappy with what we've achieved. Just because you're looking forward and setting new goals and having plans, It doesn't mean you're not grateful for what you have today and you're not grateful for the experiences that you've had. And it just means that you you have the right to set goals and want things in your future. And I think we, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of conversation around, you know, just be happy with where you're at, just surrender, just let life happen. And I agree with all of that. I think that we can't force things to happen. I've learned that it's just not something that we can actually do. And when we are forcing things, We're always going to get pushed back and it's always going to feel a bit challenging. But when we just let life flow, it kind of just happens. But there is still an element with letting life flow that is actually planning what we want. And that's how manifesting happens, right? Like everyone wants to use these words like mindfulness and manifesting and blah and blah. And they're all just words, But what are the actual actions of how you live your life in a way that does make you celebrate where you're at now and move in a forward direction to the direction that you want to go without being control freak about it? (laughs) Because everyone that's been listening to this podcast for a long time knows that I have been a total control freak in the past. And I, you know, I introed this episode with that about how I used to always have to have the next thing planned. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I've actually flipped a lot since COVID because obviously plans were failing and nothing seemed to just happen. So I've become probably a little too relaxed and I've noticed that I'm, I actually struggle to book things and plan. I am supposed to be going to Tasmania at the end of March and I'm yet to book anything. Now, old Beck would be having a conniption about this. I would be freaking out. I'd be like, oh my God, this trip obviously just isn't happening. I haven't planned where I've got to be. I haven't planned what I'm doing. What days am I going? I still don't even know when I'm flying down. I know that I want to go see Freysenay. I've done some of Tassie. I love Tassie. I'm a big fan of Tassie. So I've done a bit of it. So it's like, what what are the parts that I want to go see and do that I haven't seen and done, which is Freysenay and all that beautiful um east coast of Tassie. I've done quite a bit of the west and uh, the top and Hobart and all of those great things. And the conference I'm going to is actually in Hobart, but I know I want to get out and about for a couple of days and see things. So old Beck would have, yeah, had a conniption about the fact that nothing's planned yet. Um, current Beck is like, yeah, 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 I'll get around to that. Yeah, I just got to figure out when I'm going and just feeling stressed about actually booking it in. Whereas old Beck would feel stressed not to have the plan. <laughs> So it's been a complete flip for me, um, almost in a negative direction. I think the opposite way of life will just sort itself out. But back to the comment about which sparked this idea and sparked this episode, the bull at a gate. People see me as very energetic. They see me as very fun. These are the words that are kind of coming through for me and determined, ambitious, 
and probably determined is the best word to describe me. There's pretty much, and I have to be very cautious of my ego. When people say to me, that's not possible, I want to make sure it's fucking possible. <laughs> and, you know, I guess that I, it's shined shone through with my business and all the choices I made in 2020. I always thought I was, um, my power was actually in my, the fact that I like to create connection with people and all of this. But what I've actually learned is when I'm put under pressure, my controlling side comes out. So I have to take control of the situation and and fix or move or go forward. I can't sit stagnant. Uh, I don't do well sitting in this stagnant way. So that's obviously the bull in the gate comment. I don't take time to make decisions. I make decisions based on where my gut's at then and there. I'm not looking for the next best thing. And I think each to their own, of course. But for me, maybe I know straight away if something's right for me. And I think I take for granted this incredible harnessing of my intuition, which a lot of other people don't maybe have. And they second guess themselves to the point where they just can't make decisions or it takes them weeks to make decisions. This conversation actually all started over furniture with my family because they all have a strong value around money, whereas I have a strong value around time. So for me, I wouldn't waste time. If I find something I like, I'm just going to make a decision then and there. Whereas my family, if they find something they like, they want to, they like it, but they'll see if they can still get something cheaper. Whereas for me, I'm like, I don't have the time or the energy to put into something that's, for me, not a, a huge important decision. Probably also because I don't have a value around materialistic things, so I just move through life quite effortlessly, not feeling attached to things, which is probably part of the fact that, you know, I have been, I have read books like Jay Shetty, Think Like a Monk, which really teach you this, this idea of non-attachment and how we actually appreciate things in our life so much more when we're not attached to them in an emotional way. So for me, a house is just a house. It's a place where, yes, you create memories and, and you have a roof over your head and it's so important to have it, but I'm not attached to the building itself. I'm attached to the memories created there. I'm attached to the love made there, but the building could be any building, but the memories can't be any memories. So that's also off topic, but that was what sparked this idea for me, this whole five ways to just, and I ask you, think about it yourself or ask your, and this is the challenge that was posed to me this morning, ask five people, what are five words to describe you? And you'll be really surprised at the answer. Have a think about how you would describe yourself as well. Well, how do you want to be showing up in this world? There was a really great little session this morning. Um, and yeah, it just led to this thoughts while driving about the fact that, you know, this bullet a gate comment, I have never been unhappy with moving my life forward. I've never been stagnant. I don't do well in these stagnant areas, but it doesn't mean that I'm not happy with what I have. It just means I'm always not necessarily looking for the next, but I'm always willing to keep my life moving forward and keep with the flow of my life. Does it get stressful? Sometimes, if I'm honest, sometimes I do think I'm moving too quickly. And sometimes I think I just wish life could slow down. The last two years has felt like an incredibly quick yet slow transition of my life. What, what seems like it shouldn't have taken two years. I'm actually grateful that it's taken two years because it gave me the time to heal and work through all of the shit, which previous Beck, as we know, when my dad died, previous Beck just wants to move through life and not deal with things because not dealing with it 
means I don't have to work through that pain and sit in the pain. And if you listen to some of my last episodes and the amazing episode I just did with Linda, we talk about how hard it is to sit in the pain. But I've done all of that. And it still resurfaces from time to time, especially when making big decisions. I'm making really big decisions now about moving my life forward and I'm terrified. But it doesn't mean I stop myself moving. And it doesn't mean I don't tune into my intuition and go, what's the right next move for me? So I want you to be really, I want you to really think about the fact that wanting, if someone challenges you on wanting to move your life forward, if someone challenges you on setting great big goals, if you run, for example, here's another personal story that might relate or resonate. I ran a half marathon last year in two hours and 38 seconds. The instant I finished, I was like, how can I solve those 38 seconds? How can I wipe that? But it didn't mean I wasn't unhappy with, I was so proud of the effort that I put in, especially considering I'd run 5Ks the day before, 10Ks the day after, and then the, the half marathon on the Sunday. I was so incredibly proud of that effort. And I didn't take away from the fact that the effort was epic, but I did already think about what is the next for me? And that's okay. It doesn't mean I didn't live in that moment. I lived in that moment. I was like, never again. <laughs> but here we are. I just signed up You literally this week to run Sydney Half Marathon. So there is always an again. So I challenge you to definitely practice your mindfulness. Definitely sit in the moment. Definitely enjoy your life where you're at. But don't let being mindful and practicing gratitude and doing all these great things stop you from wanting to go the next step and stop you from dreaming big because it's taboo to not be satisfied with where you are. There's nothing wrong with being ambitious and wanting to move into the next stage of your life. There's nothing wrong if you're a single woman with being happily single but still seeking a partner. It doesn't mean you love yourself less. It doesn't mean you think that your your worth is attached to a man. It just means that you know that that's something you want in your life. You want a life partner. And I think it's become, especially in that example, I think it's become really taboo for women to be like, oh yeah, I want a man in my life because there's a lot of man shaming going on right now. And I think, yeah, like, you know, there are a lot of, I'm dating and I can tell you there are a lot of men out there that really need to fucking pull up their socks. There is a lot of emotionally unavailable men. There is a lot of men that believe ghosting's okay. There's a lot of men that believe talking to women in derogatory ways is okay. There's a lot of men that believe, you know, just our bodies are the only thing that matters and our face is the only thing that matters and our tits are the only thing that matters. When, and rather than seeing us as a whole person, But likewise, backwards, there's a lot of women out there that, you know, look at a man and if he doesn't have a six pack, they're not interested, right? It does go both ways. So instead of just constantly man shaming, there's a lot of beautiful men out there too. Um, I haven't met my penguin, I don't think. Maybe I have. I'm open to the fact that maybe I have met my penguin, but maybe I haven't. I don't know, but it's okay that I want one. And I think that's the thing. It's okay to say that you want something Even if society is saying, you don't need it, girl, you're fine on your own, (laughs) you know, the whole, the whole bit. (laughs) So I encourage you, if there's something that you want in your life and you're feeling all this pressure because influences at the moment are saying, you just need to be loving where you're at, love yourself, you know, you don't need that. Maybe you do need that and that's okay. 
So wanting more doesn't mean you're unhappy with where you're at. It just means you know what you want from your life. And that's a goddamn beautiful place to be. And it means that you're not going to settle for something that doesn't fit beautifully within your life. So I encourage it. And I hope that has been a helpful little message today. I'm sure I've rambled, but I'm sure you've gotten some nuggets out of the episode because people keep telling me they do. So woohoo. If you've loved it, as I said, leave me a review, reach out, tell your friends, tell everyone, tell everyone you think that needs this in their life because I am here to hopefully inspire you. So that is it for this week. I will be back in your ears next week. Have a great week. (laughs) 